more like bike moon because people's expectations for him are sky high. All right, you ready? <laughs> yeah, sure. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Football Strategy Podcast. My name is Jeff Crisco. This is the weekly ranks episode with me and Big Daddy Ranks. It's Walker Kelly. How's it going, Walker? Oh, you know, pretty good. Just uh, just got finished with dinner. About to go ham on this podcast. Let's go. What'd you have for dinner? Not ham. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had a chicken sandwich. Nice. I um, Yeah, uh, my wife is uh, going down to the Bay Area because her company's moving. And since she's the operations officer, she's got to oversee it. So uh, I don't know if you remember the tweet where it's like, oh, don't worry, honey, I'll figure out something to eat tonight. And it proceeds to eat the dumbest dinner imaginable. Yeah, are you eating a bag of broccoli for dinner? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Oh, boy. So did you spend uh, 50 bucks of your fab on uh, Mike Boone this week? Uh, no, I didn't spend any of my fab on Mike Boone because I'm not an idiot. Yes, my, apparently Mike Boone Twitter is out in force today. They are popping. This would be like how it would be if Kyle Sloter somehow got a starting job for one week. <laughs> like every every nerd on draft Twitter would immediately be screaming for five days about how Kyle Sloter is about to take the league by storm. Mike Boone is the running back version of that. Yeah, Mike Boone's going to get 13 carries for 47 yards, and it's going to be spectacular. Oh, don't forget the two catches for nine yards. Yes, that's also true. I, um, You know what? We'll get to that. Let's talk about Thursday Night Football. So what we do on this episode is we talk about Thursday Night Football, start sits. We talk about uh, the new addition is my sicko stash of the week, which I have four of them now, which combine for 7% roster percentage. So it's mm. some real sicko stuff going on. And then uh, we talk about the rest of the week with Walker's Ranks, which you can find at footballabsurdity.com. They're at the top of every page. There's a button that says Week 5 Ranks. Click on it. You'll see the ranks. Um, And then we talk about their toughest rank, most surprising ranking, sneaky start, and tough sit at each position. Uh, So let's start with Thursday Night Football. So it's going to be Colts and the Broncos. And the big injury in this one is Jonathan Taylor was declared out. Uh, If you're under a rock, Javante Williams is out for the season. And that is the first people quitting on the season that I've seen this year. What I like to see is when a guy's out for the season, what his roster rate is after waivers run. He's still at 50%, which means some people just gave up on the year when Javante Williams got hurt. Because <laughs> they're like, I'm done. So um, let's start with the quarterback. So uh, Matt Ryan, not good. You don't have him ranked this week. Uh, don't start him. I think that's the long and the short of it. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Yeah, so we don't even have to talk about about Matt Ryan. In a two-quarterback league, I would honestly prefer whoever starts for the Patriots this week. Like, literally, insert name here, whether it's Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, or Brian Hoyer, because they're playing uh, uh, the Lions, who, uh, again— Not very good. Yeah, they score lots of points, and they give up lots of points. So that's a perfect fantasy matchup. Um, yes. But, Russell Wilson, you have it 14th, which is actually— Kind of lower than I have him. I have him thinking somewhere between like 10 to 12. A lot of people are saying that you can trust him. It's like the man's had one good game this year. Like pump the brakes. Yeah. So yeah. so you have Russell Wilson at 14. I do. Uh, Russell Wilson, I think, will be fine. Um, I know he's coming off of a tough uh, or a, a good week, but I think that this is a tougher matchup than the Raiders who don't play much defense. Um, Wilson's also my most surprising for this reason because I have him outside the top 12 which coming off of last week I don't think most people would expect mm-hmm. but um, you know I you can start Russell Wilson and I think he'll be okay but I think that's all you're going to get out of him yeah I mean Russell Wilson um, I think I'm just going to take the floor points with him because I big brained it and started Marcus Mariota last week and if I had just taken just Russ's worst game, I would have won. So mm-hmm. I'll just take the floor points with Russ right now. I have enough talent in the league that I have Russ that I'll like. I'll take quarterback fourteen every week while I try to while I wait for Dak to come back. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Yeah. So 
Uh, Russell Wilson, 14, a guy that you can honestly get away from because you have, um, you know, uh, uh, Jameis Winston, who is your toughest rank. You have a one spot ahead, and Jameis Winston's like 25% rostered right now. Right, yeah. I mean, I I, I think that um, I think that Jameis is in a good spot. Uh, not a very difficult matchup this week. So, I, uh, yeah, I, I like Jameis this week. I think he'll huck it around and probably have, 300 yards and two touchdowns and two picks and QB 13. Yeah. So Jameis over Russ is a, a decision that people can make this week. And um, you're sounds like you're advocating for it. So let's move on to the running backs in this game. So we've got, uh, like I said, Jonathan Taylor out. Uh, there's three backs in this game. that are really worth talking about uh, the people, you know, Deion Jackson, uh, uh, Philip Lindsay have combined for two touches for three yards or negative three yards this year. So you can safely ignore them because neither one of them is good. Um, but for the Colts, let's start with Naheem Hines. So you have Naheem Hines at 32, um, which is interesting because I was looking at Hines today, and it, it I was thinking maybe 28, 26. It's like people are thinking that they have to start Naheem Hines with no Jonathan Taylor, but it seems like you're preaching caution there. Yeah, I mean, I still think he's a flex play because I don't think he's going to get a lot of carries. You know, mm-hmm. he's... I don't think he'll touch double-digit carries no matter who else is in the backfield. He's just not that type of player. You know, I would expect him to have something in the range of six carries and five catches. And, uh, you know, it's probably less likely – it's probably more likely he doesn't score than that he does. So, you know, yeah, his floor is going to be probably double digits, but his ceiling is going to be like 14. So – you know, I, I think he's a good flex play, but I think in like two running back leagues, I'm not sure I'd play him. Yeah, and especially this year where you have a lot of like stash running backs that have come through for people. So it's not like you're really in dire straits. There shouldn't be a lot of teams that are in dire straits for running backs yet. You know, um, I mean, Javante Williams was a big name injury, but other than that, you don't have like um, a lot of big name guys who've been out for long periods of time. So, um and even then, you know, deeper guys have, have come up to fill their spot. Like, for example, uh, Jamal Williams, uh, who you have 11th this week, or James Robinson, who's drafted late at 23. So you don't, you shouldn't be in a bind to start Naheem Hines. Uh, and then on the other side of the ball is one of the running backs that was drafted later. I looked up ADP, who was RB37 in late August. You have him at 16, Melvin Gordon. Obviously, his fortunes have changed with the Javante Williams ACL tear. Um, but they're... I got a lot of people on Twitter arguing with me today, so I'd like you to react to some of these things I heard about Melvin Gordon. Uh, he got benched for Mike Boone last week because of fumbles. Uh, no, he didn't. Correct. He had an injured neck. Uh, let's see, what else? Uh, oh, uh, Mike Boone is going to take half the snaps. No, he's not. Because Javante Williams barely had half the snaps. Right, and they signed <laughs> Latavius Murray specifically to not give Mike Boone half the snaps. Exactly. Um, and, uh, what was the other one? Um, I forget oh, I, what the other one. I saw somebody say, um, that Melvin Gordon was going to get cut if they, if Javante Williams didn't get hurt. Oh my God. Why? How? Why? Because he was fumbling so much. <sighs> okay. I see. I have a problem. Okay. One, the first fumble, which is what really put Melvin Gordon's fumbles on everybody's radar. It didn't matter. Yeah, because he was, short, he was stuffed short of the goal line on fourth and one and reached the ball out in desperation. Exactly. So either he so if he just put his knee down there, nobody would even be talking about this. It's just because the the fumble led directly to a touchdown last week. So it's fresh in everybody's minds. Like those are people acting like he's losing a lot of fumbles. He lost those two. And one right. of them we agree doesn't matter. Like he was da- he was it was either going to be Seattle ball or it was going to be a touchdown no matter what happened and Melvin Gordon right. was doing everything in his power to make it uh I'm sorry or a Denver a Denver touchdown or a Seattle ball that, those were the outcomes he was doing everything he could to make it Denver touchdown and that's when he fumbled I thought about that today I was like wait a second that was that was Seattle ball no matter what so don't care um so Melvin Gordon you have as a 16 uh 16th ranked running back you have him as a, a good start this week ahead of guys like Josh Jacobs, James Conner, Ezekiel Elliott, and even Damian Pierce. Correct, I do. So are those a are those all part of the same tier, or is Melvin Gordon a higher tier, or is there a tier split in there? Um, I would say 
Yeah, Melvin Gordon is in a tier with, uh, I would start the tier at 13 with Devin Singletary. Mm -hmm. And then that's a big tier. I mean, I would say it goes down to probably Damian Harris at 26. Oh, wow, that's a huge tier. Yeah, so it's like a really big group of guys. I think there's a lot of guys this week that are kind of bunched together that are all separated by matchup, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's and a lot of those guys were players that you were getting later. Like I already mentioned James Robinson, but like Ramondre Stevenson, Damian Pierce, uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire was later, Devin Singletary. So that means that you probably should not need to start the other running back in this game for the Broncos, Mike Boone, who you have at 45. No, I, I don't think you should play Mike Boone. Um, no. Straight up, he's just not all that good. He's been a third-string running back his whole career for a reason. Uh, yeah, I, I just I don't see any reason why you would play a guy who's going to get maybe a third of the snaps and has never proven that he's any good at football. Yeah, I think he'll probably get closer to like 45 this week just because it sounds like Latavius Murray isn't going to play. But um, like starting next week, it'll probably be be one of those like uh, 50, 25, 25 splits with Melvin Gordon getting half the snaps and the other two guys splitting at 50, 50. Um, But yeah, since uh, uh, so for people thinking maybe Latavius Murray, he was a saint yesterday morning. The day after he got back from London, I don't think he's going to be ready to play for the Broncos on Thursday. No. <laughs> Sorry, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, so let's talk about the wide receivers in this game. And before we talk about Sutton, Pittman, and Judy, I just want to... You forgot uh, Alec Pierce. No, I didn't. No, he should be in your top 50. No. Yeah, he should. <laughs> I don't. I don't agree. All right, Walker... Walker strongly disagrees or respectfully disagrees with my sicko sicko stash of the week last week who had 12 fantasy points, 12 PPR points, Walker. Yeah, I know. Got him. All right. Don't worry. These the ones I have today will not uh, come through as as quickly as Alec Pierce did. All right. So Cortland Sutton, you have at 16. Uh, when I wrote the starter sit for this week, I had Sutton and Pittman has must start wide receivers this week. Do you think you would agree with that? Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, in in two wide receiver leagues, you're starting both of them. Yeah, especially because unlike running back, wide receiver, the ranks look a lot like the draft ranks. There's not a lot of guys that have leapfrogged up above those two players. You know, like Amon Ross St. Brown's up there, but, you know, he's sandwiched between Debo Samuel and Mike Evans. So it's like there's there's not a lot of, like, sneaky guys that have been better than we think. Christian Kirk at 13 is another one. But other than that, it's pretty much chalk. So let's talk about Jerry Judy then at 28. Jerry Judy has had uh, a good week one that was really just one good catch in week one. And then he had a a, a decent game last week. It was about 50 yards and a touchdown. Um, But you feel good about him this week uh, uh, in a three-wide receiver league against his Broncos secondary. Uh, Colts secondary, but yes. Colts secondary, sorry. Oh, you're good. I I just I think Judy is just going to be involved, and I think that while he's probably not going to get behind Indy's defense, it seems like they figured that out at least. Um, I I think he's going to have a pretty similar performance to last week, where if he doesn't score, then he's around ten points, and if he does, then you know he's high teens. So I think that's a solid flex play or wide receiver three. Okay, yeah, and I think that that's right as a, a boom-bust guy, you know, your, your boom-bust third guy that we keep talking about. Um, sorry, I just got another reason why you should uh, not start Melvin Gordon this week, which is he clearly doesn't want to play football anymore. I don't know what that means. I think he could just pull a Cole Beasley and retire if yeah, he wants. I don't, I don't think that's the case. No, I don't think so either. So, all right, so Jerry Judy is a, a situational start boom-bust guy. And then um, at tight end, you have all inside your top 12, Mo Alley-Cox, Kylan Granson, Eric Saubert, Jelani Woods, and Albert Okwagbunam, right? Sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, no, don't play any of the tight ends in this game. <laughs> Please uh, don't. I have Mo Alley-Cox and Kylan Granson at 24 and 25, but yeah. That's it, the touchdown spot. That's the they might score a touchdown spot. Right, right. Yeah, that's, that's the either... This guy always gets three for 30, which is Granson, or this guy might score a touchdown, which is Ellie Cox. Yeah. 
I so usually when I do the starter sit post for the website, I um for Thursday night football, I break it down player by player. This one I just said the tight end, and I was like, these are all the tight ends in this game. Nobody knows how the targets are getting distributed. Don't touch any of them. Don't start any of them. Don't do it. That's right. Yeah. So um all right, and I think that's it. I mean, this Thursday night football is very straightforward. Uh you're starting Gordon, maybe Hines, not Boone. You're starting Sutton and Pittman, maybe Judy. And maybe Russell Wilson, and that's it. Very yes. straightforward game. It is going to be uh, probably, let's say, 16-12. <laughs> seven, seven field goals in this game. Seven field goals and one touchdown. That's right. That's what this game's going to be. And the one touchdown is going to be... Michael Pittman. Uh, no, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be Mike Boone, just so everybody can just blast me in the replies again. All right, well... Go ahead. I just said, I hope not. You hope not. All right. You ready for my sicko stashes of the week? Yeah, I have my four guesses. Okay. So what the sicko stash of the week is, is these are guys that are rostered in fewer than 5% of leagues. I think, you know, if you have a free roster spot to play with, they're pretty much universally unrostered. You, but you have to be a real sicko, like to be in leagues where these guys might matter. So, all right, Walker. Uh, I told you before we started, I have two wide receivers and two running backs. So would you like to to guess at them? Yes. Uh, All right. Running back, Justice Hill. No, almost Justice Hill, but Justice Hill had suffered a setback this week uh, and, and, was, uh, and might not play. And Gus Edwards might be coming back from Pup. But Gus Edwards is rostered in too many leagues, 13%. So right, right thought, but no. Um, and then the other running back I guessed was Treston Ebner. No, not Treston Ebner, uh, but kind of the same thought process. So there's a running back sitting out there on the waiver wire who is a super backup to two guys in one of the most efficient running back offenses in the NFL. And um, the last time he got a chance to play, he performed well. He was also elevated from the practice squad this week because Jerome Ford went on IR Oh, is it Dearness Johnson? One percent roster, Dearness Johnson. Okay, I would never have gotten that because he hasn't played at all. Nope, he hasn't, and neither has my other. Actually, my other running back has played five special team snaps this year. Oh God. Uh, and that's it. I don't think I would ever get it then. All right, this is the one that I that you were. I said that you would say Jeff. No. All right, he's a he's a guy that I liked last year. He's behind a running back that has never had consecutive games with 15 carries. Uh, Miles Gaskin. Correct. Yeah, I don't like that one. Um, you don't like that one? No, I, I'm not a big fan. <laughs> Come on, he hasn't been active for the last three games. It's real sicko stuff. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, but I mean, Miles Gaskin, he was a top 25 running back last year, and this is an offense that's good for running backs. And if any top 25 running back in total points, (laughs) he was a top 25 running back last year. Walker, I told you, these are sickos. These are these are stashes for sickos trying to find guys. I dropped Cole. I'm in a league where I dropped Cole Beasley. That's how deep the league was. I had Cole Beasley and I went to the way I went to the waiver wire and I was like, I could have just held on to Cole Beasley and saved myself some trouble. So that's that's the kind of sicko stuff I'm talking about here. All right. So the other two uh, sicko stashes are both wide receivers. I'll give you a hint. One returned to practice today after being hurt. Uh, I don't know. I mean, my my guesses were Khalil Shakir mm-hmm. and Jawan Jennings. Juwan Jennings, no, only because Garoppolo doesn't use him. Khalil Shakir is a good guess. Um, the guy that returned to practice today, 4% rostered. I said I picked him up in our league this morning, so I thought you would have you would have seen that. Oh, I it's didn't. Wandale. Oh, okay. Yeah, Wandale's only 4% rostered right now. I thought he wouldn't make the list, but he's kind of in the Alec Pierce mold where it's like, I believe in the player. He just hasn't had a chance to do anything yet. Because he got hurt after one target in week one, which he caught. Um, but he returned to practice today. So I was like, hell yeah, let's throw him on there. And then this this last one is a real sicko stash. Um, I'll give you a hint. 
Everybody says his quarterback is racist, but he's not. And you strongly defend his quarterback. And right, no, I I know it's it's a it's a Rams receiver, and I'm assuming this is the guy who just came back to practice. No, that was Wandale Robinson just came back. To oh, practice. okay. Uh, Van Jefferson. Van Jefferson is if you have an IR slot. Okay. If you so don't, otherwise, I'm assuming Ben Skoranek. If you don't, it's Ben Skoranek because they cannot keep throwing the ball to Allen Robinson. It is not working. And yeah, Ben's but they're not really doing that. Well, he had seven targets this last game. Like Ben, what? like Allen Robinson. Yeah, Allen Robinson is sneaky at sneakily had more targets than you think. They just don't matter. I can't he believe just, he had seven targets. I watched that whole game. Sorry, six, like, six targets. Six okay. targets. Sorry. I was gonna say I watched that whole game and I thought he had five. Yeah, six. So, but he's had five, five, and six targets the last three games. Yeah, which he's just is, not doing anything. He's just not doing anything. So it's like you know what this off. Do? What does he even do? This offense is stuck in mud. They're two and two. They got to change things up. You know, it's not like a real, like, I think Ben Skoranek is going to, you know, light the league on fire. This is like a deep PPR play. Rather yeah, light, than have, light the league on fire because he's Ben the Chronic. Ben the Chronic. Uh, but, I mean, six catches for 100 yards the last two games. You could do worse than a three for 50 guy if that's what he's going to do. So, again, these are sicko stashes. Do not drop anybody of value for these guys, except for Wandale. You could drop some guy. You could drop uh, some guys for Wandale. Do you want do you want me to read you an incredible tweet I just saw? Sure. OK, so it's uh, it says this is from verified account Kyle Goon. <laughs> OK, last name is Goon. So that's the first funny thing. While several NBA players in Vegas went to watch Vin- Victor Wembanyama and Scoot Henderson last night, Austin Reeves did not. Quote, I've seen highlights of it. Two talented dudes, but I was playing blackjack. Probably shouldn't have been doing that, but I played a little bit. Unquote. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He was just Austin like, Reeves giving up the game. Austin Reeves like, look, man, I pulled him up on YouTube. It's fine, but I'm, I'm here to play some table games. Yeah, I'm gambling, bro. He's like, I got a system. Don't worry about it. So, uh, so yes, your sicko stashes of the week. Ben Skoranek, uh, Wandale Robinson, who's the only one I would actually recommend picking up, uh, Dearness Johnson, and Miles Gaskin. I should have known Ra- Miles Gaskin was going to pop up. <laughs> Raheem Mostert's going to get hurt this week, and I am never going to stop crowing about it when Miles Gaskin gets promoted and he gets 12 carries for 34 yards and six catches for 20 yards. The Chase Miles Gaskins. Chase Edmonds, the better version of Miles Gaskin. <laughs> it's true. They're the same running back, but Chase Edmonds is better. So, all right, let's move on to Walker's ranks this week. So, again, you can check them out at footballabsurdity.com. Link at the top of the page. Uh, we're going to go through uh, quarterbacks Walker's higher on, lower on, their toughest rank, their most surprising, sneaky start, and tough sit at each position. So, we're going to start with quarterback and uh, – Let's start with the name that's on everybody's lips, Walker. The name that people can't stop talking about. I'm, of course, referring to Patriots rookie quarterback, Bailey Zappi. You have at 23, but is ranked at 33 overall. Uh, I guess he is an okay play in two quarterback leagues, is what you're saying. Yes. Uh, I just wanted to make note that you can play Bailey Zappi in two quarterback leagues this week because he's playing the Lions. Um, and he's currently by ECR not even a top 32 quarterback, which there are only 32 starting quarterbacks. Yes. So uh, very weird ranking. Um, I'm just letting you know that he's probably available. And if you have a guy who is in a really bad matchup, like for example, if you have Matt Ryan, you can pick up Bailey Zappi and throw him in there for a week. Or if you're one of these uh, idiots with uh, Baker Mayfield going up against the 49ers. Yeah, why would you I draft say, a bunch of why would you draft a bunch of Baker Mayfield? Uh, because you think he's going to start 17 games and be okay. You should have drafted Jared Goff. I should have, and that's what I did last year, and now I feel stupid because I didn't do it this year. All right. Uh, so speaking of Jared Goff, uh, you have Jared Goff eight. Uh, ECR on him is 15. That doesn't make a lot of sense, isn't he? Top five right now. He is number five. Yes, going up against the Patriots. Who, I mean, it doesn't matter. Who the Lions are playing, it feels like he just they just drag the team to their level. Like they're like, here's the thing. We turned off defense. Just FYI. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I think this one's going to be a lot lower scoring than last week. But, I mean, the Patriots are much better at stopping the run than stopping the pass. And the Lions are good at throwing. So, you know, Amon Ross St. Brown might end up, might be back this week. DJ Chark might be back this week. Um, you know, last week it didn't even matter. They were, they still threw for over 300 yards and multiple touchdowns. Um, yeah, Goff is just, you know, he's playing fairly well, uh, especially for Jared Goff. He's playing well. And he's thrown a lot of touchdowns because the offense design in the passing game is good. And I don't see how that's just going to randomly stop all of a sudden. Yeah, I mean, last week they it was Josh Reynolds' season. Right. Like it, it doesn't Hawkins matter. Season. Stop there. Oh my God, T.J. Hawkins. I didn't even realize he had almost 40 PPR points last week. Yeah, he's the number three tight end on the year now. All of a sudden, <laughs> on one good game. Um, and then uh, your other quarterback, you're higher on, was uh, my my um. Hot take from this Sunday's uh, starter sit show was uh, Jacoby Brissett would be a top 12 quarterback. Did not happen, but you have him 16th uh, this week going up against the Chargers. I think that's uh, kind of ag- aggressive for Jake Brisket going up what going up against what should be a good defense with the Chargers. Yeah, I mean, Jacoby Brissett's just, he's good right now. Um, he's playing very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, basically, people are really, uh, really going crazy about Geno Smith. And how great Geno Smith's playing. Oh, haven't you seen Geno Smith? Uh, Geno Smith Geno Smith just has Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf on his team. That is how he was playing well. Right. I mean, Brissett is throwing to uh, Amari Cooper and then Donovan Peoples-Jones and David Njoku. Yes. And he's currently quarterback 17. You know, coming off of a... Every week he's had double-digit points. I just think he's a solid option in two quarterback leagues, and Cleveland's implied total in this game is pretty high. So Vegas is expecting it to be a shootout. Therefore, I expect it to be a shootout. This is also going to be an early game where the Chargers are coming from the West Coast, which is usually a bad sign for their defense traveling. Um, I just think Brissett is uh, everything other than the fact he's playing a good defense says he's going to be a good play this week. So I think that the positive factors outweigh the negative. Perfect. Sounds good. So those are the three quarterbacks you're higher on than consensus this week. Jared Goff, who you have at eight, ECR is 15. Jacoby Brissett, you have 16. ECR is 22. And Bailey Zappi, you have at 23. And ECR is 33. And honestly, I don't understand why people are sleeping on Bailey Zappi like this. It's not a Bailey Zappi thing. It is a Detroit Lions thing. Like... Like I said, they turn off defense as soon as they walk into the building. So it's yeah, going they to just be a made, They game. just made Geno Smith look like Peyton Manning. Exactly. And not not end of career Peyton Manning. Good Peyton No, Manning. the good good Peyton Manning. The good Peyton Manning, yes. All right, so some quarterbacks you're lower on this week. And the, a name that I almost mentioned when you were talking about Jacoby Brissett, uh, Derek Carr, you have at 15, ECR is nine. Dude has been just okay this year. And I think it's because he's hyper-focusing on Devontae Adams. Yeah, I mean, he's been pretty much the same guy as Jacoby Brissett. Mm-hmm. I mean, above you know double digits every week, but no higher than 19.82, no lower than 11.52. Um, currently averaging 16 points per game. You know, that's not a top 12 quarterback. No. And, yeah, I, I don't think he's going to be a top 12 quarterback this week either. You know, Kansas City's defense, when it hasn't been garbage time, has been pretty good this season. So... I see no reason why Carr will, you know, have a huge game. Yeah, and I think, I think that it's going to be a a game where Carr will just get kind of stifled, and then the uh, Chiefs will just just destroy time of possession, and he'll get maybe two, maybe two hundred fifty yards, and maybe a second touchdown. But if you look at the box scores, it's really like he's just a. He needs to stop playing with his new toy and remember that he has Darren Waller on his team. And, uh, well, does is Renfro back this week? I think he'll be back this week, yeah. Okay, so yeah, and then Re- Renfro returning should help him, but he's still, he's been hyper-focusing on uh, Devontae Adams to the team's detriment, if we're being honest. They're one and three. Um, also, I think uh, something I discovered today that Isaiah Pacheco is the human victory cigar. Because I was looking at him, he has, in games where they've won by double-digit points, he has 23 carries. In games where they haven't, he has uh, five. So, and though they're two... Last week, he did get involved before 
it turned into a blowout, though. I would but like to mention that. You would like to mention that. But I, what I'm saying is in games where the, the Chiefs are rolling, he will get involved. Yes. And I think this is a game where the Chiefs will be rolling. He's one of my streamers this week. So, um, all right, let's talk about uh, Matthew Stafford. Uh, usually you're the, the Stafford defender, but this week you have him 21. ECR is 14. He's going up against the Cowboys. Is this an offensive line thing? Uh, it's a good defense thing. It's a bad offensive line thing. It's a Matthew Stafford might need Tommy John surgery thing. Yeah. Um, take a guess at what Matthew Stafford's rank is on the season that quarterback is. Mm. 19. 28. What? 28. Is he below uh, Baker? Yes, he is below Baker. He's below Davis Mills. He's below Cooper Rush. So what you're saying is Mike was right to rank Davis Mills above Matthew Stafford. Did he do that? No, but in his heart, he wanted to. <laughs> it's the fact that he wanted to says a lot about society. It says a lot. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this this was the game I was at last week. Um, and I have a pretty good view of because I'm kind of I, I look like uh, the side view camera on all 22. That's like where I sit. And I have not seen. The 49ers defensive line gets so much push on an offensive line in a long time. Like, it was just like a knife through butter. And I've kind of started to feel bad about Stafford because he was get, just getting killed. And uh, this week with Micah Parsons on tap, uh, Demarcus Lawrence on tap, it's like, it's going to be a bad day for him again. So, uh, not great for Stafford, but great for, for my sicko stash of the week, Ben Skoranek. There you go. There you go. And then another guy who you defended because you ended up with him in our experts league, Ryan Tannehill. Um, you have him at 24. His rank is 18. He's going up against the commanders. I could not find a, re I could not justify putting him as one of the streamers this week. One of the sub 50% rostered guys. He just no Traylon Burks. It's like, what's going to happen there? Yeah. I mean, just nobody to throw the ball to, um, you know, he's been other, other than the Buffalo game, he's been decent every week, 19 points, one point, 19 points, 14 points. But yeah, low low projected over-under in this game, low projected total for the Titans, no one to throw the ball to. So I just, I, I can't trust Tannehill this week. Yeah, I came very close to my, before I thought better of it, as one of my sicko stashes being Des Fitzpatrick. And I was yeah. like, I was, I was like, absolutely not. That guy's terrible. So there, there are limits to being a sicko. Um, there are limits to it. So, uh, we already talked about your toughest rank and most surprising, which were Jameis Winston and Russell Wilson, respectively. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to add on those guys? Uh, no, I, I think I've, I, I've talked about it. Okay. And then you also talked about your tough sit, Matthew Stafford. Um, you know, people took him as a top 10 quarterback. It doesn't look like that's in the cards this year. Uh, but your sneaky start was a guy that everybody was starting to buy in on. And then last week, uh, the Eagles did what the Eagles do, and now people are getting wary about him. And it's Trevor Lawrence at 12 going up against the Houston Texans. Yeah, I mean, outside of that game against Philly, he's averaging over 18 points per game, which mm -hmm. is easily a QB1 figure. Um, yeah, one bad game on the season. Um, other than that, 275 yards, 235 yards, 262 yards, averaging two touchdowns per game. Um, yeah, I... I Lawrence is just a he's a good player. He's got solid enough weapons. He has an offensive line that keeps him upright largely. Um, and I just I I feel comfortable with him more so than like Jameis Winston in a similar type matchup. Mm -hmm. I just like Lawrence a little bit more. I think he's a more consistent player. Yeah. And it's it's, you know, uh, the Eagles did what the Eagles do. There's a reason they're the last undefeated team in the NFL. Yeah, they might be the best one. Yeah, and their defense kind of leads the way for them. So um, I'm starting to shy away from teams in matchups against Philly. This week, Arizona Cardinals. So a lot of questionable players in that game. So just not, not by the injury designation, but by uh, if you're starting them or not, I'm staying away from them. One of my um, things that might happen this week that you shouldn't worry about was that Arizona Craters on offense. I'm talking like nine points. People wondering if Kyler Murray needs to get bent. I'm talking about a, just like a disaster. Hmm. So, um, all right, let's talk about some running backs. Uh, three guys that you're higher on this week. 
Um, the first one is Alvin Kamara, who you have at three. Everybody else has at 12. So I guess this ribs injury doesn't bother you. You think that he's going to go ahead and play. Yeah, I think he's going to play, and I love the matchup. Seattle. Um, yeah, yeah, Seattle is terrible against running backs. They just got torn up by Jamal Williams, Craig Reynolds, and Justin Jackson. Uh, not good. Very, very bad, in fact. And Kamara is much better than those guys, so I expect him to have his breakout game this week. Okay. No, I mean, um, yeah, it's, it's Alvin Kamara feels like one of those players that can only be kept down for so long. Like, yeah. certain players, you're like, is this the end? It's like, no, it's Alvin Kamara. Like, don't worry about that. Right. It just took an ideal matchup for Austin Eckler to break out. You know, I think it's going to be the same thing with Kamara, well, he, where he's a little healthier, he gets the matchup, um, and just goes wild. Yeah. So, another guy you're higher on than everybody else. Uh, uh, number 13 on the season, Devin Singletary. And this was a guy we talked about on the podcast last week as uh, he might have transformed himself into being the bell cow for the for the buffalo bills yeah i mean i just uh i think he's got a pretty stable uh floor right now um you know he's obviously you don't expect him to get 11 targets in a game like he did against miami but five targets against baltimore he's clearly the lead back um you know when the game's close he's getting targets so even if he levels out around four targets a game catches three of them for 30 yards that's six points right there and in decent rushing games, he's getting 40 rushing yards. So I just think he's got a high floor, not the highest ceiling in the world, but this is a good matchup against Pittsburgh. Buffalo actually has the highest implied point total of the week. So I expect the Bills offense to be good. I think there's a solid likelihood that Singletary even scores a touchdown. I just love this, uh, this situation for Singletary right now. Yeah, he's kind of reminding me um a little bit of like how uh Leonard Fournette has transformed this year into being just like even if he's not good on the ground and he doesn't get a lot of carries he's going to get enough targets to kind of help push his day along maybe right. like a like a like a babe a very baby like Austin Eckler style where it's like you know even if he's getting like two weeks ago Austin Eckler had four carries for five yards but he was eight for 48 through the air so it's like they're, they're, that means they're working to get him the ball, even if it's not working on the ground. And that's that's kind of what you want for fantasy because that's a guaranteed floor. Like, you know, if you're, uh, say, for example, like Ramon, uh, uh, Damian Harris. If Damian Harris's carries aren't working, he's he's toast. He's, he's not getting those targets. But that's the difference right. between, like, a Devin Singletary and a, a Damian Harris. Right. Um, a fun stat I heard today... Um, uh, Damian Harris is one of the few, what was it? Uh, the few running backs to average more, to have more touchdowns last in a, in a season than PPR points averaged per game. Cause he doesn't catch any balls. He doesn't do anything huh. like that. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Cause he had a ton of touchdowns last year, but hardly any PPR points. So, um, we already talked about Melvin Gordon. He's a running back that you're higher on this week. Uh, you have him as a recommended start. On Thursday Night Football. So let's talk about some guys that you're lower on. Uh, James Robinson. You have him at 23. ECR is 10. They're going up against Houston. Um, is this a is this a Houston defense thing? Is this what what has James Robinson dropping down the ranks for you? Um, I'm just worried that they're. It seems like they're making a concerted effort to get Travis Etienne more involved. Um, I don't know if maybe his Liz Frank injury was lingering into the season, but. It seems like you know, last week they made a concerted effort, and it wasn't like the uh, wasn't like the game was out of reach a whole lot. I mean, the Jags actually had the lead for a lot of the first half, so I it, they just kind of phased Robinson completely out of the passing game, and then in the second half he wasn't running the ball either. Um, obviously, I think this is a game they'll be ahead. I think that this is just a game where the touches are going to get split, and you're more relying on Robinson to score a touchdown than thinking that he's going to, uh, you know, put up a big game. You know, the first three weeks, yeah, he scores 20 points, 16 points, 21 points, but he scored a touchdown in all of those games. So I, I just think he's more touchdown dependent than people are realizing. Yeah, um, and last week, uh, Travis Etienne actually outsnapped James Robinson. Yeah. Uh, so it, that might be a situation where the, 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 the tide is turning. 
Uh, however slowly that might turn, but that means that, uh, I mean, James Robinson is the perfect example that I was talking about with Devin Singletary. Man's not going to get targets enough to make up for if he only gets 11 carries in a game. He's right. been a vo- I mean, he's been a volume guy. Yeah, I mean, last week, eight carries, 29 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, people forget week one, he had 11 carries for 66 yards and one catch for three yards. He just happened to score two touchdowns. Yeah, and that had people going, oh, he's he's back. He's good now. Right. Week two, he averaged less than three yards a carry um, and only caught two passes, but he scored a touchdown. Yeah. So that that uh, that makes it uh, makes it work when you're scoring the touchdown. So uh, Jeff Wilson, you have at 28. E.C. Arnhem's 19. Uh, Niners are going up against the Panthers this week. Um, is this a Jeff Wilson hasn't been that great or what's going on here? I mean, Panthers defense is not bad. And uh, yeah, Wilson's just he's not. He's not bad, um, but I think he's he's just not a guy who's going to have a high ceiling. I mean, the last three games when he's been the primary back, 12 points, 12 points, 13 points. He's a solid play, but he's not <laughs> a, a guy that is particularly consistent. You know, I think he's a good flex, and people are viewing him as a mid-tier RB2, and I just think that's a step too far. I don't think he's ever going to put up the ceiling that you want from that type of guy. Yeah. And one thing with him that, uh, I mean, he had that long touchdown last week, which worked out well, but when the 49ers get on the goal line, I I realized that they are one of the dumbest teams in the NFL along the goal line in terms of trying to predict what they might do, because they'll have, you know, like Kyle Juszczyk run a jet sweep or a Jimmy Garoppolo's quarterback sneak or, uh, you know, Debo Samuel gets a carry or, there's just it's not like most running backs where, you know, the team lines up on the goal line and runs the ball in with with the lead back with Jeff Wilson. Like there's so many different ways they run the ball in from the one that that's going to lower his touchdown upside. Um, so if he's in a situation with like uh, like a James Robinson situation, he his chances of getting that touchdown are lower, if right. that makes sense. Yeah, because they I realized they do like two or three weeks ago, they had a. Uh, Kyle Juszczyk rushing touchdown and a Jimmy Garoppolo rushing touchdown in the same game. And I was like, wait a second, <laughs> this team is stupid, um, both from the one. Uh, and then speaking of stupid, Cam Akers, 44. He's garbage. Get him out. He's bad. Yes. That's it. That's all. Uh, should I find more people to yell at on Twitter who yelled at me about Cam Akers this offseason? I mean, if you want to. <laughs> Uh, all right, so let's talk about your toughest rank this week, and it is Ezekiel Elliott, number 19, going up against the Rams, who they gave up that long touchdown run to uh, Jeff Wilson last week, but they mostly did a good job of stopping him other than that time he broke free. Um, and Zeke Elliott seeding touches to Tony Pollard um, and not that efficient with the touches he is getting. Yeah, I mean, not super efficient or anything, but... I mean, he's averaging 15 carries per game. He's had Mm -hmm. at least 50 rushing yards in all but one game, and it was last week when he had 49. Last two weeks, he's been over double-digit points. Um, Had his best passing output of the season last week in a game that the Cowboys were leading pretty convincingly for most of it. Um, Yeah, two two catches for 32 yards. So I, I don't know. I just, the volume is still there. I mean, like, what I have, uh, I have Elliott at 19 and his ECR is lower and I have Wilson at 28 and his ECR is at 19, but like, I'd rather play Elliott than, than Wilson because I think it's roughly the same likelihood that either one of them scores and Elliott gets the ball more. I think that it's a better chance that, um, that Zeke scores because when they line up on the goal line and they're going to run the ball, it's going to be Elliott. It's going to be Zeke. Yeah, it's going to be Elliott. Whereas, you know, I just talked about with the Niners, you know, they're going to be stupid about things. So I think, like, honestly, that can account for the nine rank differences, the the higher odds of, of a touchdown. So, right. Um, so your sneaky start this week, Damian Harris at 26. Um, I also have Damian Harris as uh, uh, for my things that might happen this week uh, that you shouldn't worry about. Uh, I have Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson go off. Yeah, yeah, I, I think uh, it's not going to be consistent, but, you know, the Lions can't stop the run at all. And, you know, Damian Harris hasn't been great this season, but he has a consistent role. He has, you know, he gets 13 carries a game. He usually averages a fairly high yards per carry uh, mark, and there's a good chance he scores a touchdown. You know, I think this week he'll probably have, you know, 13 carries for 
60 yards and a touchdown and then like a catch for five yards. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, that'll work. Right. That's 13 points in your flex. So, yeah. you know, I think he's a really solid play and uh, yeah, ECR is uh, a little bit lower for him. So. Yep. And then your tough sit this week is a guy that, you know, the Ron Rivera just needs to get his act together and give Antonio Gibson the football. Yeah, I mean, week one, uh, Antonio Gibson had 21 touches for uh, 72 plus 58, 130 yards. And since then, he has had 16 touches, uh, 13 touches, and 16 touches. So they've cut his workload essentially by a third, and they are 0-3 in those games, and they are 1-0 when he gets a bunch of touches and they beat the Jaguars. So... It seems like the coaching staff, whether it's Ron Rivera or Scott Turner, I don't know, but somebody there has made it their mission to not use Antonio Gibson as much, and it's to the detriment of the team, and I think they should stop doing it, but it doesn't appear that that's going to be the case. Yeah, I mean, I'm benching him in a a league where I have two flex spots, two running backs, two flexes, and I just traded Najee Harris, and I still can't get him into one of those flex spots because I, I I can't trust what the volume is going to be. Right. I mean, like in our league, uh, in experts league, there's uh, two running backs, a flex and a super flex slot. And I'm not playing Gibson this week. Yeah. It's I'm it playing, just, I'm playing Singletary and Edwards Elaire over him. Yeah. Because for some reason they're obsessed with uh, playing him out of a job. Yep. All right. Let's move on to wide receivers. So some guys that you're higher on, uh, first one is Chris Godwin, who you have at 10. ECR is 20 going up against the Atlanta Falcons. And you have him back-to-back with Mike Evans, who you have at 9. Yeah, yeah. I, I just uh, – I think Godwin, you know, he had 10 targets last week in his first game back. Um, I think he gets in the end zone this week. And, uh, yeah, I, I think he's probably going to score something close to 20 points. So I think he's a really solid back-end wide receiver one play. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I don't know why people are, are are down on him. Like, if he's going to play, he's going to play. Right. And he's going to do well. So, uh, Chris Godwin, good at football. Uh, Devonta Smith, you have at 23, while everybody else has him at 28 against the Cardinals. Um, Devonta Smith, uh, he kind of had, had a big game a couple weeks ago and three weeks ago. Uh, but on the other side of those two games, he had 0 for 4 week 1, 3 for... Uh, seven, three catches for 17 yards in week four. So uh, is this, you think it's going to be more like week two and three? Yeah, I mean, obviously at this point, it's been kind of a 50-50 split. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he's a good football player. And I, I think that the talent is is going to show through. I mean, he's wide receiver 31 on the season. I feel like uh, Devontae Smith has a pretty stable role. I mean, four four targets at minimum. Um, averaging, I believe, 9 to 27, averaging seven targets a game in an explosive offense. Um, you know, good player in explosive offense. I would expect him to have something in the five catch for 65-yard range most weeks. And I think this is a week that he could easily get in the end zone against Arizona. So, uh, yeah, I think he's a good play even in two wide receiver leagues. Okay. So um, I think it's one of those situations where, you know, you have Smith, Outside your top 24, uh, barely, I'm sorry, barely inside your top 24. I was looking at the ECR, barely inside your top 24, but it's just because there's a lot of good wide receivers. So you still think that he's a good play this week. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's not like where you're just kind of like, like the back end of tight end that's kind of just like trailing off where it's like, uh, I guess it's solid all the way through. So I kind of uh, like tight end this week. Oh, I just meant overall. Yeah. Cause I mean, there are some good, there are some good tight end matchups this week. And, um, so when you uh, when you give ranks, uh, I trust what you put in, but I had to double check this next guy, Jacoby Myers, ECR seventy seven. Yeah. What you have him at twenty seven, which makes far more sense. Yeah, I I think people are just like, I guess they're assuming he's not going to play again for some reason, even though I'm pretty sure he is going to play. Um, when he plays, he's the number one receiver on the team, and the Lions aren't very good. So I I know it's going to be Bailey Zappi, but still, 
Myers is the guy that gets open the most, and Myers is the guy who's going to get the targets. And if there was ever a week he was going to score a touchdown, it'd be this week. Yeah, and I would just like to point out by ECR, Jacoby Myers is behind uh, Sicko Stash, uh, Ben Skoranek, and last week's Sicko Stash, Alec Pierce, who are at 72 and 68. So that tells you how far like off the mark the rankers are this week about Jacoby Myers. Because, like... I am going out on limb and saying, put these guys on your roster. I still wouldn't start them over Jacoby Myers. Like, so I'm higher on them than most people. And it's still very stupid. So, uh, all right, let's go over to some wide receivers that you're lower on the consensus. You have CD lamb at 20, uh, ECR on him is nine. Um, you don't think he's going to cook Jalen Ramsey just like everybody else has. No, I, I don't think this is a good matchup. Dallas isn't going to score many points in this game. I don't think Lamb's going to get in the end zone. He's probably not going to be super efficient. You know, I'm thinking you're looking at maybe six catches for 70 yards and no touchdown. So a guy that you can still play, but you know, in two wide receiver leagues, you might be making a tough choice there. Um, like I said, he's he's still a good play in most cases. I just you got to have lower expectations in this matchup because LA has been a good defense. Dallas isn't scoring a lot of points. All right, so um, another guy that you are lower on than other people is Drake London. Uh, Drake London you have at 34 that other people have at 21. So, like, in a two-wide receiver league, you're saying that you can bench Drake London. And given how Marcus Mario threw the ball last week, I don't really blame you. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, I— London's been good this season. I I will admit I I didn't expect him to succeed in this offense so quickly, um, but he's going up against a really good Tampa defense, and I just don't know how much you know seven targets is going to do against that defense. Um, you know he's only catching uh, just over half of his targets for the season, so what you're probably going to end up getting is like four for fifty, and you're just hoping that he scores a touchdown, which against Tampa. I don't think he's very likely. So, no, I don't really think Drake London's a very good play this week. Yeah, and I I mean, with an offense as, like, I'm not quite sure how well this is going to work. It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you need uh, you need, you need need good a good matchup and good security to know that it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. Um, so, uh, all right, next guy up uh, that you're lower on. You do not have him ranked, and that's Alan Lazard, who everybody else has 31. Uh, Lazard has been a pretty decent play uh, over the last couple weeks, 45 and a touchdown in week three, 116 last week, but you're not buying it against the Giants. No, the Giants are the uh, best team in the league at preventing wide receivers from scoring fantasy points. So I don't care for uh, Alan Lazard, who's questionable, who's averaging six targets a game. You know, I think this is going to be like a three for 30 game for Lazard. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, that sounds about right for, for this game. And it's also one of those ones where uh, they won't need to keep throwing it for it to, uh, for them to score points. So, um, so yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. So uh, let's see, we already talked about your sneaky start, Jacoby Myers, um, your toughest rank this week, Keenan Allen, who you have at 12. Is that the injury or, or what is that? Yeah. I just think because, uh, because a lot of people I think are going to forget about him or rank him a little bit lower because they're worried about the injury. I think if Keenan Allen plays, he's a, he's a guy that you're putting in your lineup. 100%. Yeah. I, I think that that's, that's accurate, especially because they are not going to um, make him play when he's not ready just because of his history of re-aggravate, re-aggravating things. So um, they'll, they'll go ahead and let him uh, rest up. And if he plays, you play him. I agree with that uh, wholeheartedly. Uh, your most surprising rank is 39, Michael Thomas. Is this just a fear that he is not going to play this week? I also have a fear that he's becoming the number two target in the offense. Oh, behind Chris Olave. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Olave is is kind of taking over the number one spot in that in that passing game. I mean, he's he's looked great so far this season. He's wide receiver 17 on the year, 36 targets through four weeks. Um, See if I can find Michael Thomas here. Uh, 
No, I'm not seeing him. What are you looking for? Oh, I was just looking for the Michael Thomas's target stats. Uh, yeah, give me one sec. Uh, Michael Thomas on the year, 22. so he, yeah. And so 22 it, in three games, so he's mm-hmm. averaging seven. Chris Olave's averaging nine. So I just think Olave, regardless of if Michael Thomas plays or not, I think Olave is the more consistent play in this offense. Yeah, and I mean, that makes that makes a whole lot of sense. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Um, so um, but your tough set this week is Rashad Bateman. I mean, you have him at 38. We're not even sure if he's playing with this midfoot sprain. People are saying it could be a Liz Frank, which even a sprain could cost him another a couple weeks. Yeah, I mean, I, even if he plays, he's not a guy I want in my lineup this week. It's been too inconsistent with the role. He's going to be hurting out there. I just don't expect him to to get a ton of route participation. So um, not a guy I can trust this week. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's uh, let's go to the tight ends this week. Uh, I love um, Gerald Everett, and I don't even have him as high as fourth this week. Uh, you have Gerald Everett at fourth um, against the, uh, let's see here, the Cleveland Browns. So what has you so bullish on Gerald Everett? Uh, I think he's really good at football. Um, I think that matchup is quite good. This is a game where points should be scored. I think Kevin Keenan Allen back takes even less attention or even more attention away from Gerald Everett. I just think he's going to be open a lot. And Justin Herbert is very good at just taking what is open and, uh, you know, not forcing too much. Very accurate passer. Everett gets a lot of looks in the red zone. So I just think everything sets up for him to have a really good week. Yeah. And uh, I mean, that's that's what I want to hear. But it's you know, it's 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 crazy, but not too crazy that um, people go check out Walker's ranks. Uh, One, two and three are not uh, Kelsey Andrews or they are Kelsey and Andrews. But three isn't the guy that you would expect based off of preseason ranks. So Everett at four is a big is a big shakeup, but it's not the only shakeup in the top five. Right. We'll talk about uh We'll talk about number three a little bit later. Yeah, a little bit later. It is uh, would be my second most surprising rank behind Gerald Everett. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. So you have David Njoku at seven. Uh, ECR is 12. I think we're buying into this uh, njoku um, david because uh, over the last couple of games, uh, the Browns offense has looked less constipated because they're like, oh, yeah, we can just throw to David Njoku, who's very good, and he can do things for us. Yeah, uh, Njoku's looked great out there. I mean, he in, he's thriving in this uh, more involved role. I think he's their most consistent pass catcher right now. And again, I think this is a game that's going to be higher scoring. So, um, yeah, I think for the third straight week, you can fire up Njoku. Okay, yeah. And um, he's 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 inching his way into um, set and forget, I think. If he has another game, at least for now, he'll be set and forget. He's close. Yeah, he's very close. So, uh Last guy, Cam Brate. You have him at 20, ECR is 27. This is just uh, for your two tight end leagues? Yeah, or uh, DFS play if you yeah. want. Uh, if you're looking for a guy to throw in there for really cheap, Brate's getting some targets. So, you know, one of these weeks, he's going to have five for 40 and a touchdown. And if he gets you that at basically minimum salary in DFS, that's going to be huge. Yeah, he was well on his way to that last week, but he got the concussion. Yeah. So, yeah, he got pulled partway through the game, but he was at eight targets, four catches, and 32 yards. So they were getting him involved on 34% of snaps at that point when he played 89% the week prior. So he's out there. He just only had a half game last week. Right. Uh, some guys that you're lower on, TJ Hawkinson, you have at 10, ECR is four. Uh, I think people who have him at four need to be reminded he doesn't get bleed over points from last week. He doesn't get more from last week. Yeah, <laughs> this I mean, is a he... new game. No, I mean, I TJ Hawkinson looked great last week, but the larger sample size is him getting like three for 20 for three games in a row. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, and I think St. Brown's going to play this week. If St. Brown is out, then I will move Hawkinson up because it's clear that they focus on Hawkinson in, in you know, in the passing game when St. Brown is out. But as of right now, I'm under or operating under the assumption St. Brown will play. Therefore, I have to knock Hawkinson down. I still think he's a guy you can play this week. But um, it's closer to a fringe tight end one than a high end tight end one. Yeah, but let's see him do it with Amon Ross St. Brown there. Uh, see how, uh, how, that's how right. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's see it. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you're expecting uh, TJ Hawkinson to suddenly be this uh, high flying guy, he had 179 yards last week. Uh, in his five previous games, he had 166 combined. Right. So that's that's who TJ Hawkinson is in this offense, not this 179. That was also his second 100 yard game of his career. Yeah, I mean, he had an 81 yard catch and run. That's just yeah. Not gonna be, uh, not going to be something that happens very often. Exactly. So don't expect him to be top five again. Uh, Pat Firemouth, uh, you have at 13. ECR on him is nine. Is this just the picket of it all? Yeah, I, I want to wait and see on the picket offense, and I don't think Pittsburgh's going to score many points. So I don't think Fryermuth gets in the end zone. This is the thing, though. Even though he's 13, I still think if you have Fryermuth, you can play him. Mm-hmm. Like, I just I wouldn't go grab a guy off of waivers to play over Fryermuth. I would just yeah. hang on to him. So I don't want you to take this as like don't play Pat Fryermuth. I just think that there happened to be 13 start worthy tight ends this week, and Fryermuth lost to the tiebreaker of which teams are going to score points. Yeah, and really the only guy you have ranked above him that might be on the waiver wire is Tyler Conklin, who you have 11. Yeah. So so don't hear this Pat Frymuth outside the top 12 and go get a wild hair and pick up Bob Tunyon or Logan Thomas or anything like that or Hayden Hurst. Don't don't go do that. No, stick with Frymuth. Yes. And um yeah, the uh not only is it the Kenny Pickett of all, but Kenny Pickett is making his starting debut against Buffalo. So you have Najee 21, Deontay 22 and Firemouth uh 13. So pumping the brakes on all the options there. Yeah, I just think it's going to be a game where they kind of end up with, you know, Deontay probably has like six for 50 and Fryermuth has five for 45 and, you know, Najee has 18 carries for 65 yards. Yeah, (laughs) the Najee, the Najee special. Um, Very happy to have that guy off my roster for Christian Kirk, which is not something I would have expected six weeks ago. Yeah, no, no kidding. Yeah. So, um, all right. And then your last guy that you're lower on, Mo Alley Cox. Uh, you have it 24th. Everybody has it 21st. Uh, you think he will get a touchdown, but a lower chance of it as everybody else is what I'm guessing this is. Yeah, I don't really care about this one. I just needed to throw somebody in for the a third, third guy. All right, then let's talk about Juwan Johnson versus Evan Ing. No, let's not do that. All right. So we already talked about your toughest rank this week. It was Pat Fryermuth, who you have at 13. Uh, your most surprising, who we teased earlier. Dallas Goddard at three, going up against Arizona, up against his mentor, Zach Ertz. So he's got to perform. Also, Arizona is very bad. Arizona, not good at covering tight ends. And Dallas Goddard, very good at playing tight end. Correct. I'm going to say that Dallas Goddard has a touchdown this week. I think that it's going to be like a six for 80 in a score week. Big Goddard game. Yeah, I I think Goddard is going to... uh, uh, Eat, as the kids say. Do the kids still say that he's going to eat, Walker? Sure, yeah. Okay, perfect. Awesome. Awesome. Good to hear. Your sneaky start this week. He's getting less sneaky, Walker. I Every know, but... He's less sneaky, but it's Tyler Conklin. I didn't have anybody else I could put here. <laughs> um, you know, I... It's... Yeah, he's... He's... Probably this is the last week he can be considered a sneaky play. Um, yeah. After that, he's just going to be a top 12 guy. But, yeah, while you can keep uh, pulling the rug out from under everybody, go for it. If he's if he's out there on waivers, uh, yes, you can keep doing this. This is going to be a thing all year. Yeah, and I think next year we have to remember, after the first few games, remember to find guys who have double-digit fantasy games without scoring touchdowns. Because yeah. I noted that Tyler Conklin was among the lead leaders in that without scoring touchdowns before he, you know, and he might go off. Last year, before he went off, Mark Andrews was among those leaders in the first four weeks of the season. Like, he was the only player to have multiple double-digit games without a touchdown at that point. And then he went to the moon. So he went nuts, yeah. Yeah, keep that in mind for next year. We'll keep that in our back pocket. So, uh, your tough sit this week. I don't know how tough this is, given how he looked last week coming off that injury. It's Dalton Schultz, uh, who you have at 19 going up against the Rams. Yeah, again, just not a, not a game where I think he's going to score a touchdown. He's pretty clearly the number three option in the passing game now behind Lamb and Gallup. So I just, you know, with Cooper Rush at quarterback, I don't think the volume or the explosiveness is going to be there for the offense to make their third option a viable fantasy play this week. Yeah. 
So uh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So I was I was looking on FanDuel trying to see what if Dallas Goddard was a uh, was a good buy this week. Um, can you guess uh, who the highest salaried uh, who the highest cost tight end is this week on FanDuel in the main slate? No, because he's not T.J. Hawkinson. Really? He's seven thousand dollars in the main slate. Hmm. Yeah, and then it's George Kittle, and then it's Gerald Everett, and then it's Dallas Goddard. So that's kind of wild. So, okay, yeah, just I just wanted, yeah, it's w- really weird to see Gerald Everett this high, considering everybody told me I was stupid. <laughs> mostly, mostly this is for airing grievances. Uh, this podcast. Uh, but every week I'm redeemed for trading essentially Cole Komet for uh, Gerald Everett. So, all righty, that'll do it. Thanks for listening to this uh, rankings episode of the Football Absurdity Podcast. Uh, we will be back on Friday to talk uh, the rest of the uh, games this week. We're going to talk in depth and we'll talk about a Thursday night football review. Uh, So for Walker, this is Jeff. Thanks for listening. Take care and have a good one. Have a great one. How dare you one up like that?